Good evening, Birds Down Under fans. And welcome to the very quick review show for the Birds Down Under 6-0 Philadelphia Eagles with me, Kiwi Glenn. Are we both talking slow this podcast or is that just your announcer introduction? That is my announcer (laughs) introduction voice. (laughs) Spoiler alert, we won. (laughs) Factually correct, people. So listen up. Um, I am going to do a proper debrief with Melbourne Mike on this, um, but I thought it would be not appropriate for Glenn and I not to at least be able to come on the mic and just say, we are Fucking six and zero. Oh. <laughs> now I gotta tell you, Tom is a massive hand slapper for anything good that happens. And uh, yeah, I don't want to call out people who've, who've not lasted the distance against Tom, but well, there was a lot of hand slapping tonight. Well, and a shout out to Andrew. We all met Ozzy Andrew last week, who joined us and asked some really insightful questions. Ozzy Andrew joined me live today to watch that thing, and uh, he does have a hand injury after some I, aggressive high-fiving. I wasn't going to say who it was, but now that you've called out Andrew, I just, yeah. Yeah, so big shout out to Ozzy Andrew for uh, hand injuries and being a great new fan to this, to this team and to the game. Glenn, this is not, we're not going to labor a lot of points tonight, but um, if anybody listened to my pregame show with Melbourne Mike, I said three things. I said that... Um, AJ Brown is an awful lot better than anybody we had last year that our high price corners, uh, actually that if our offensive line was healthy, we could run on anybody and that our high, high price corners had to earn their keep tonight. And I feel like by and large, we got two out of three quite, con- quite decisively. AJ Brown did an amazing job. The yards after the catch were even better than his average. I'm sure this game, our, our safeties and corners, uh, especially Darius Slay, uh, did an amazing job. And our offensive line was reasonably healthy. Yeah, they, they, yeah, their health wasn't so much um, the issue, but I think they did a pretty effective job in the run game. Um, I will say that you know it wasn't Slay alone. I mean, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, the guy yeah. oh, breaks wow. his hand or whatever he did, and still somehow comes up with that spectacular second pick of the game. James Bradbury was all over the place. So our, our secondary tonight really shone. Um, and that's just something, you know, we've seen how many painful <laughs> Dak Prescott-led Cowboy games where it's Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, the long list of Cowboys that have just burned us. And I mean, oh, uh, like literally some of the most infuriating games to watch. And we just didn't have to, we just didn't have to watch that tonight. And the other thing we didn't discuss during the game is no penalties. The, I, I can't remember... Any there was there was a cut there was one that offset but there was basically nothing and they had a few clinch penalties against them that really helped us. They really did. I think it's worth noting that there was a couple of really brutal calls in the game. That um, I mean, I still don't understand what the hell happened with that fourth and one third down situation when it came back from the broadcast and all of a sudden it's the Eagles ball. I really don't know what happened there. I've never seen anything like that. So I'd really love someone to explain to me, did Mike McCarthy get an opportunity to challenge the spot? I don't know what happened there. Um, Certainly the Micah Parsons unsportsmanlike conduct call was a crucial one. Uh, The missed block in the back penalty against the Eagles, it was pretty clear um, with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson or was it Bradbury, whomever it was. That was pretty egregiously poor call. I don't think the refs had a great game, but I completely agree with you. The Cowboys had some killer penalties against them, which definitely set them back. 
Um, okay, so what's the agenda for tonight? Con? Are we just going to like keep hand slapping? We're just ba- basking <laughs> in the glow of six and zero. I mean, we have a bye week now, so we can get rested up. Lane Johnson left the game with a uh, concussion, and I'll tell you what—you know—you see what it means to have great offensive linemen who just yeah. do their jobs. In that first half, before Lane Johnson went out, I mean, Micah, Micah Parsons got his, and he was going to. But, like, when he rushed around Lane Johnson's side, he didn't get a lot. And then all of a sudden, you know, man, we're getting pressured. Yeah. And uh, shout-out to Jordan uh, Malata. And, and I think the first or second quarter, there was one play where he literally pinballed three people away to create a big hole down the left side there. Yeah. And, I mean, I think the Cowboys' pass rush did what we kind of anticipated they would tonight. I mean, you know, Jalen was sacked at least twice, chased a lot. Um, Jordan didn't play his best game. I, I don't think he would say he did. You know, he particularly, actually both run game and pass game, he got exposed a little bit tonight. So maybe that's just him knocking off the rust. Um, but, and, you know, again, Lane Johnson leaving the game, that was that was big. You definitely saw a shift that third quarter where we did nothing. So I think the numbers was the Cowboys had 150 yards in the third quarter. We had six. Uh, and a lot of that, you know, just the Cowboys did better adjustments at halftime. I think, you know, we discussed this. Dan Quinn, the, their defensive coordinator, is a master tactician. He made some really good changes schematically in the uh, at the halftime break. Um, Eagles didn't counterpunch as they needed to. So, um, but hey, you know, and, and I will I will comment that I don't think Jalen Hurts lit the world on fire, but he was efficient. He didn't make any crucial mistakes. I mean, that, you know, let's be honest. The the difference in the game here was turnovers, right? Yeah. Cooper Rush, you know, made you know, had three picks. They weren't used to playing from behind. Cooper's not thrown any interceptions until this game. Um, so you know, I mean, he's he's a really solid backup quarterback. But you know, we're gonna get Dak. We're gonna get a, a, a healthy Dak Prescott in November whenever we play them in Dallas. I always said I figured this would be a split of the series. We'd win one, they win one. Um, but again, losing at home to Cooper Rush would have been just a brutal blow. It would have been the second worst thing all year after Snaley. I just saying, yeah, we're still mourning. So not even Jerkfish actually can bring us down today. We're in a pretty good mood. We're not going to bring him up any more than he's still Jerkfish. Uh, but yeah, it's a great day. Great day to be an Eagles fan. It is a great day to be an Eagles fan. And... Um, yeah, I, I, as I say, we don't need to really deliberate this one. I just, I thought we needed to get on air. We needed to just capture the moment of just like, man, a- again, for all the new folks to the team, uh, just just to let you know that this is not common. The Eagles have only done it in my fanship time, have only done it in 2004 when they started out, I think, 7-0 or 8-0 before they went to the Super Bowl that year. So this is uncommon. Us beating Dallas, I saw some pretty scary stats that, Dallas have beaten the Eagles 22 out of the last 35 games. So that's, that's you know, let's call it 16 years. That's what it is. So, I mean, th- that's a really bad winning percentage for the Eagles against the Cowboys. So, you know, this is a team we struggle with so badly. And it's just, it's so sweet. Ah, it's absolutely lovely. And I wanted to bring something up from a previous podcast when I wasn't on. You're talking about lateral plays in comparisons to rugby. Now, there is a play of Tom Longhurst, the very uh, humble guy here, where as he, uh, as a, as a um, defensive player, gets the ball running downfield uh, after a turnover and uh, tries to do a lateral pass, pass as he's being tackled. So um, there is play out there of Tom Longhurst, your podcast extraordinaire on the interweb, uh, which we'll have to provide a link to. Uh, if we had a website, we would provide a link, but it is on YouTube. That's factually correct. Um, I don't know if I'm named in it, but it's like WLU fumble recovery, but where are we going with that? Where did that come from? Cause there was no laterals tonight. 
That, no, but last uh, podcast with who was it when Andrew was on asking questions like can you do lateral passes? Oh yeah, and uh, and that was that was not mentioned. And I just when I was listening to it, I was screaming from my car as I was driving. But Tom did one. Tom did one. I actually forgot. So uh, thank you for your self promotion of my uh, of my previous football life, Glenn. That's very nice of you. Um, anyway, Glenn, I'm glad. Like it's been a long road to get back here, and it has been a while since we've had this feeling of saying we finally beat Dallas. And you've you've heard us bring it up in so many podcasts, week in and week out. They scare the hell out of me. They're a great team. Um, you know, they were put in a tough position tonight, and I think it's again some really tough penalties playing in a hostile environment with a backup quarterback, um, getting behind early, which was not the game plan they wanted. You know, you know. <laughs> yeah, because that's often the game plan. We'll get behind early and come back. No, but like they're really built right now to, to play with a lead. You know, and they, and, uh, hey, what did I say? Neither team is very good at defending the run. The, the Cowboys did a better job of defending yeah. the run than the Eagles did tonight. The Eagles started to really leak uh, in the second half. I mean, our run defense got porous. And Ezekiel Elliott, credit to him, I can't stand the guy, but he was really tough running. As the game wore on, he just was breaking yeah. tackles left, right, and center. So, you know, again, uh, but... Our pass defense, it's as long as we can stay healthy, and that's a huge if, right? Because our depth is just not like we don't have Darius Slay part two waiting in the yeah. wings. But man, I it's the best set of corners I can I can remember in the modern era of this game. You know, we had two guys, Lito Shepard and Sheldon Brown. We had Asante Samuel and Sheldon Brown in the late two thousands before two thousand ten. Um, Bobby Taylor and Troy Vincent. We've had some great cornerback pairings, Eric Allen and Ben Smith back in the 90s. I feel like this is right up there. I don't want to say the best, but like, I mean, Bradbury and Darius Slay are really, really, really hard to complete passes on right now. And they just, it's just such a difference. Uh, no, it absolutely is. And uh, we, we are just so thankful as the game goes on because... Every, there's not a game that's gone by this season where we haven't commented on that, and it's such a difference. You, you're up in a game, and all of a sudden, somebody lobs one over the top, and there's another seven points on the board that wasn't there a few minutes ago because one person didn't do their job. And that's not happening this season. That is not happening. So that's pretty amazing. Well, go back to when we had Chip Kelly as our defense or as our head coach. And do you remember those teams? So we had Bradley <laughs> Fletcher and who was the other guy? We had two corners and they would just every game would give up like a 50 or 60 yard touchdown pass. And, you know, listen, Jonathan Gannon's game plans, our defensive coordinator, leave a little bit to be desired. He's very, very concerned about never letting that happen to the detriment of the rest of the defense. But Right now, it's just hard. It's hard to imagine. Now, actually, I shouldn't say that. We've, we've been lucky on a, on a few examples, like Jacksonville should have hit us deep on a play against Josiah Scott. Um, there have been opportunities, but, you know, com combination of skill, luck, whatever. Um, we're just hard to get deep on right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tom has still got that big smile on his face. I cannot tell you how happy he is tonight. So every time I look over to the mic, I just see that and it distracts me. Um, I just, he's got a couple of oven mitts here. Are they, they for Andrew next time he comes over? Yeah, Andrew should definitely wear an oven mitt the next time. Just hand protection. It's always good. Anybody who's watched any football games with me over their life, my Toronto friends will tell you, don't high-five me watching Eagles games. It's, it's not going to end well. <laughs> Poor Glenn. I mean, you've, you've adapted. Like, you've got a, kind of, you've got a very good high-fiving motion that sort of buffers the uh, – you, you sort of 
you don't take the full brunt, which no. is smart. And I'm not the biggest guy in the world, but I go to the gym three days a week to work out my right hand. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I can tell you it's steel reinforced. I'm like Wolverine with some, uh, yeah, it's the only way to get through it. You're like a modern day Sylvester Stallone from the movie Over the Top where he's a truck driver and he uh, lifts like, he has this like weightlifting <sighs> rig yeah, in his yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. That's you. I mean, you don't drive a 18-wheeler, but you do drive a Toyota. And in that hybrid. Toyota, hybrid, you've actually got a really impressive weight contraption just getting ready for high five season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a serious training. I can recommend it. Uh, 1995 Online, brought to you by Sports Equipment. There's our sponsorship for this, uh, this week. Yeah, and you don't see that in a lot of hybrids. So real credit to Glenn for weightlifting in his car, um, flying both flags, the hybrid, the fla hybrid <laughs> flag and the Sylvester Stallone over-the-top flag. Are we going offline? Uh, we're going off, off the rails. We are probably off the rails. But uh, anyway, listeners, um, we're going to have a proper debrief. I'm going to have a proper debrief with Melbourne Mike. I want to let the dust settle for a day. Um, I wanted to get my shit talking out of the way on this podcast, <laughs> not his, because I'm respectful when these losses sting and I don't want to be that guy tomorrow. So, uh, And shout out to Germany, whoever the listener is in Germany. Right. Absolute shout out to you. Yes, whoever you are, we have my statistics show me on the Anchor app that we have a listener in Germany. I'm going uh, for Sebastian. And we have, I think, two listeners in America, which is also pretty cool. So you think his name is Sebastian? Yeah. It could be a she. It could be a she. You know, it could be, who knows? Anyway, if you're the German listener out there, props to you. Don't know how you found us. We love it. It's amazing that we have a German Eagles fan listening to this podcast. Even if it's just happened once, whatever, it shows up on the stats. And to the Americans... Thank you. You know, you have so much choice at your disposal for great Eagles podcasts in the Philadelphia area, and you chose to listen to us. So, um, fantastic. I love it. Glenn, it's fucking sweet. Pardon my French again, everybody. Eagles are 6-0. We have a bye week next week to get rested up. Everybody enjoy this. It does not happen often, and uh, that's everything. See you in a couple of weeks. See you in a couple of weeks.